You're listening to The Andre Segovia Show. Well, here we are. It's the new year. Uh, well, first off, Happy New Year to all of you. Um, I'm doing this a little different, um, different approach. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I, I've actually tried recording this so many times. Um, and every time it's either the video is too lengthy, or in one case, my camera tripped out. And I use different cameras, just trying various different things on each recording attempt. Uh, and most of the time, I went off tangent and uh, got very emotional about this. So I processed after a few hours, even though I've been planning on this announcement for so very long. But now I kind of got to the point where it's like, dude, I'm exhausted. I got a headache after trying so many times recording this. So why don't I do it one more time? But this time, like, yeah, I want to wing it, but I, I want to be more just grounded on this. Because well, if, you, if you yell it, it doesn't really change the message. It's just that you might turn some people off. And if, you're, and if I'm too angry, then I'll just come across as a very angry guy. And quite honestly, I'm known to be a very angry guy. Um, short-tempered. I'm not going to hide that fact. And I don't try to sugarcoat who I am. I don't try to downplay um, who I am. And what I do on this program is what I've attempted to do so much, and that is to educate and inform people. Mostly through real estate. Uh, when it came to tech, it was work smarter, not harder. But when it came to real estate, was to inform people to be financially independent and invest through real estate. Uh, and they can achieve that uh, wealth building and estate building and generational wealth uh, through real estate. And recently, I've called things out that have affected um, that generational wealth uh, attempts or even uh, our property rights here in the state of California. But the, the, the thing that I, I couldn't stand idly by anymore was being a part of a system that was helping destroy the property rights, helping destroy the very industry that is supposed to be propped up by us, the agents, better known as realtors. And, well, I, I haven't liked what has been happening over the past couple of years with the California Association of Realtors since they weren't actually doing an, a service to the residents of California uh, and they weren't actually helping the realtors have a clear-cut message as to what that message was to be to help inspire and foster homeownership. Um, if anything, CAR and those that follow my show know this, uh, they're basically responsible for the statewide rent cap, maybe 1482 and the confusing, um, I guess, campaign it was within the legislature to get uh, that um, statewide rent cap stopped. I mean, every year, every election cycle, there's something on the ballot for the statewide rent control, but um, that one really rested on... Uh, on CAR, and I called them out on it many, many times. Towards the end of November 2020, I did a live stream, and I'll probably be leaving a thumbnail somewhere here to overlay it. And in that one, I was reacting in real time to the announcement I just received via email at the time that the National Association of Realtors made some changes to the Code of Ethics and Standard of Practices that apply to all union members. And that includes yours truly, because in order to use the title realtor, 
you had to be a paying union uh, member uh, because Realtor is a trademark, not Realtor, it doesn't exist, Realtor, okay? Now, just because someone's a professional in real estate doesn't automatically make them a realtor. They have to be a member of the union. And it starts with the local chapter, which automatically enrolls you to the state uh, chapter of the Associated Realtors and, of course, pays you into the nation, the national one. And the national one is the one that set the rules. And then they get stricter and stricter along the way, enforced ultimately by the Bureau or Department of Real Estate of said state. And I didn't think much of it at first when my initial reading with the whole inclusion into Article 10 of the Code of Ethics of hate speech. And anyone that's been involved in politics, as yours truly has for nearly two decades, and anyone that has seen what's been going on with cancel culture um, as of late, knows that that's a very slippery slope. This was November 2020. Here's the thing, though. NAR, National Association of Realtors, wasn't highlighting the whole hate speech thing for its members in the workspace. As I said in the live stream, they were applying it blanket to a realtor's personal life as well. And saying that because you're an ambassador to the brand, you need to conduct yourself in that way in your private life. And I raised the questions like, well, how is that going to how is that going to fly in the face of uh, people being out there offended just by anything nowadays? Um, words don't mean what they mean anymore. And they're just throwing labels left and right. And how are we going to be able to make sense of all who's going to police these things? Because it sounds very subjective. It's not very objective, especially if you find yourself in a blue state or a red state. And as someone that finds himself in a blue state, I always figured, well, who's going to police this thing? Even in the, my local chapter associations with the attorneys, uh, this, we had at least two different meetings um, on this thing. And the concerns were always the same. Who would police this? How would this make any sense? What are the safeguards? What are the parameters to all this? They're policing the social media accounts, the private social media accounts of, of realtors. They were uh, going to basically have eyes on the ground um, in some way, somehow, and encouraging, was, they were literally encouraging the uh, reporting in of your fellow realtor. It's like, see something, say something, or do something. Like, hey, report them. And I called that out, as others did, back in uh, towards the end of 2020 um and i was like what's gonna happen here because we already know who would be the first in line to be targeted by this and that would be the christians and conservatives now i had family and friends telling me that i was exaggerating a bit and i shouldn't be concerned because i asked the question and i put it on my show and i put it on my uh, social media platforms like how long will i remain a realtor it's kind of like what's been happening with big tech uh, I'm here until no longer welcomed here. Uh, I've always said that. I'm not going anywhere. Some people say like, oh, just ditch all that big tech stuff and just, just go over to, to other platforms that are decentralized. Well, I'm there too, but I'm not going to abandon everywhere else if where I'm trying to get my message out is on those other platforms. Because if I'm going to, I'm not talking about echo chambers per se, but if I'm just going to be somewhere where people are just going to cheer me on and agree, it's like, well, it's preaching to the choir. That's not what I want. I actually encourage dialogue. I want to connect with people. And that's what I've done with my show. Uh, some people have found my stuff either um, informative or annoying. And quite frankly, I, I welcome it. I appreciate anybody that tunes into my show. So with this too, I said that, it's a slippery slope, and the ones that will be first in line to be doxxed will be the Christians and conservatives. And I held strong to that belief, and unfortunately, 2021 proved me right. 
and I'll overlay some of the notes here, like Daily Wire, Res Media, um, of cases, and I'm highlighting two most of all, because these are the cases where uh, individuals, or uh, realtors, Act, well, some of them let the licenses expire. Other ones are still active realtors that are on the chopping block of being banned from being realtors because they were practicing their faith. Um, they uh, are fighting back. And we don't really hear much about that part. We only ever hear about them being doxxed. And I knew that was going to happen. And that wasn't something that I was afraid of, per se. Like, well, I'm used to being the one with the dissenting opinion or the least popular opinion or the one that was always like, Ignore this guy. He's, um, he's, he's crazy. He's dumb. No, I'm, I'm used to that. I've had that knack my whole life. I live in California. <laughs> so, so I've had that my whole life. And I'm like, well, whatever, man. I, I, I love uh, being awake. You know, I, I love being able to see things that other people don't see. But as, as time progressed, I, I found myself considerably and constantly at odds with the California Association of Realtors, not to mention National Association of Realtors, but ultimately the, the, the state of California Association of Realtors. Because I saw them more in league with um, the big uh, commercial in uh, construction industries, commercial real estate industries, and the little guy was being squashed in between. And the, the straw that brought the camel's back was the whole recall election, how they, um, up until Larry Elder announced he was going to uh, run for the uh, gubernatorial race in the recall election, uh, the Associated Realtors was actually the largest uh, contributing union over like $1.5 million, something like that, to protect Gavin Newsom. And I'm, I kept asking myself, what dog do you have in this fight? Why were you contributing in the first place? Nullifying a lot of the individual realtors that were um, supporting the recall. And unfortunately, um, well, the results speak for themselves, but it's like they canceled out our vote is basically what I'm saying. And it was a grassroots movement from left, right, and center. And uh, people that are political or not, or apolitical, they went out there to, to campaign for the recall. But then you had these, the big machine that came out and just crushed it towards the, towards the very end. Um, and at first, and like, so it was a big, it was an uphill battle. And I already talked about this in, in other episodes. But the point is that I did ask the question, whose side is CAR on? So I called them out multiple times. Of course, that fell on deaf ears because they don't really pay attention to the realtors. And I felt that this, this logo, this trademark, something that I worked so hard to eventually get licensed and join the, the club, basically, wasn't standing up for those rights and seeing how they, with, with all the warnings about what would happen with the weaponized code of ethics to use to dox others that were being doxxed, not in the workplace, but in their private lives. And then say, oh, I, I'm complaining about them because they were engaged in hate speech in their private lives. Like, because it's something you don't agree with or they're practicing that you don't agree with. It's like, why is it always one-sided? I, I kept asking myself that question. I know the answer, but it's because it, it, rhetorical. But the point is I'm still putting it out there that I knew that would happen. And seeing as NAR still just doesn't, they, they, it's like they, they still went with it and said, look, we, ha we have every right to do what we're going to do because we're a private, own, a, private, a private company. So the Constitution doesn't technically apply. That was basically their behavior, their attitudes. Even on the frequently asked questions, they laid it out that way. Like, that's how you, that's how you justify dividing your, your realtors that way, attacking your realtors. It's like I, I felt alienated in a, in, a, in a place that I defended, uh, that I thought was, was acting in the interest of the realtors, especially when the Department of Justice came out against the National Studio Realtors regarding the multi-listing multi service. And 
now I have to rethink my positions. I used to bash the iBuyer for the very same thing, and now I'm rethinking about the iBuyer's positions and the arguments that they made regarding how they feel NAR's practice in, in maintaining all this information from uh, properties in the multi-listing service. And now I am no longer a realtor. I'm a real estate professional, but I'm no longer a realtor. And I know what that entails. I, I lose all these benefits, and I don't really care. I never really cared. But I lose the ability to have access to the multi-listing service, which is basically the life and blood of any professional real estate uh, uh, agent, broker, or, or licensee. And I, I know what sacrifice I was making, and it, it'll be a disservice to some of my, uh, my buyers or, and sellers that want me to list it on the MLS and there be, me being able to tell them that I can't. You know, so I I will lose more clients that way. Just, I, I want it on the MLS. Well, I, yeah, I I can't. I'm not gonna renew my dues for that. So that's all to say that uh, I have to I have to do this just because they don't represent people like me anymore. They don't represent the residents of California here in the state anymore, and it's it's a shame. Honestly, it it, it is a shame because. Uh, uh, well, I, I really enjoyed my time there until they, they didn't want me there. And the things they are doing to basically um, also kind, to, kind of enforce their rules, even on non-realtors here in California, has been just utterly incredible with their, their, their overreach and what they're trying to do. So for my show, um, now I'll still be covering real estate issues because that's the life and blood and what I'm doing. Uh, I'll still be covering it, but I'm approaching it more from the sense of, of what issues we can address to California to help fix it, to help save it from itself, quite literally. A lot of people focus more on the San Andreas Fault. Uh, believe me, the only fracture and earthquake that, that we care about is the man-made disaster called Sacramento uh, because that's where it all starts. And most people are concentrating on Washington, D.C., you shouldn't. It's local is where it's at, folks. And that's what affects you immediately. And that's what I'll be highlighting. Uh, my show is morphing uh, considerably this year. Uh, I've already recorded numerous amount of interviews. So there's going to be interview heavy docket for my show. Especially kicking off. I want to highlight small businesses, um, local and local to other people, but uh, small businesses nonetheless that have uh, somehow managed to survive uh, during this endemic and lockdowns of various states um, and others that uh, that unfortunately haven't. But I want to highlight um, the, the small businesses that have that have managed to pull through and that I think are, are worthwhile. A lot of them will be more more coffee centric. That's my bias, but uh, um, it's hey, it's what it's what keeps a lot of us going on Mondays, right? <laughs> um, but on on top of that. Um, I'll also be having conversations with, with other people that some conversations might, uh, people might find controversial just because of the nature of who I'm talking to. But that's, that's what I'm talking about. The point is that we need to have dialogue because if we can't talk to each other, how can we function as a society when a house divided against itself cannot stand? And I'm hoping that that, that stigma is, is, is ultimately eliminated uh, because I, I can talk with all sorts of people. Um, I talk to people on the opposite aisle of me. I talk to people that uh, absolutely um, hate Christianity. And I'm, I'm finding myself on the other side. It's like, well, uh, I think we could still talk, I said. Um, you know, the instructions to me are to love my enemy. And I don't, I don't see anybody just because disagree with me as an enemy. It's like, that, that, that's not an enemy. The enemy is someone that's actively trying to destroy me. That's, that's something else. You know, and that's where my my test of faith comes in. Um, like, well, 
that's what the notes though. I don't want to go on off on another tangent. I've been trying to stay on topic here and already I feel like it's going too long, but uh, I'm just trying to get this out there to you that, that the show is definitely changing. I'm no longer a realtor, uh, but the show, my intention and what I've always wanted to do was to continue to engage with you, to inform you. And speaking of engagement, that's where I invite you to locals uh, because that's where I'll be putting all my extracurricular stuff that, I, that I've done, all my off-the-record creative corner, center corner, all that stuff that I've ever mentioned on my show uh, is no longer on my website, at least not the new episodes anymore. They will only be on locals just because it's a censorship-free place and a place where I could host my own data So I and, and in HD. So um, that's one place you can definitely go to but besides that, the, this is what the show is going to be like, where I want to sit down with people and sit down with companies too, uh, to, to basically bring issues to the forefront and, and figure out how, how we can come to a solution and also highlight stories that need to be highlighted, as you'll find out uh, soon enough. Because uh, one of those cases that I overlaid with respect to what's happening, yeah, I invited one of them on the program and they agreed. So stay tuned for that. But that's it. I'm going to wrap it up here before this goes very, very long. Uh, thank you so much for watching. It's 2022. It better be a better year than 2021. I mean, we're still at 2021 and we're still here. And it's 2022. So I uh, hope you're along for the ride. Thank you so much for your subscription, your support, however you watch. Whether you agree with me, disagree with me, but you're still watching, believe me, that still means a lot to me that you take your time to check out my stuff. But anyway, that's where I'll leave it. Thank you so very much. Like, share, subscribe, stay in the know, and you will be in the know. Follow me across the socials. Check out my stuff at www.youtubeofford.com. And, well, as always, I'll see you in the next one.